Welcome to MIA 2K, your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and acclimating so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week. Hi, guys. We just want to start by saying thank you so much for listening to us and tuning in each week. We're really excited to continue growing and hopefully you continue listening. Today's episode is super important. <laughs> We're really excited to talk about it. We're going to be talking today about our biases because, yes, it's plural. <laughs> We're also going to be talking about some of the basic terms, K-pop terms, and hopefully you'll get to know us a little bit better as we share who our biases are. Totally. So from the beginning of our ideation of this podcast, Laura and I wanted to intertwine cultural and educational components in with the pop culture and the tea and the current events. So this is a really important episode for us to start doing that. And that's why we're going to mix in those terms. And you'll have so much fun. You won't even notice. We promise. You won't. So we're going to start, as I mentioned, intertwining some terms into the fun here. So let's start with uh, some vocabulary. We are going to talk to you guys today about our biases and bias records. For the definition of the bias, just think of back in the day when Backstreet Boys or NSYNC were a really big deal and you really liked them a lot, but there was one member that you liked over the rest of them. That's your bias. My bias back in the day for uh, Backstreet Boys was Nick because he was the youngest and I think he appealed the most to me at the time when I was a tween. And then once I grew up, I moved on to Brian because goals. So because you bias that you're biased towards that person, that is your bias. And then the bias record is usually if there's like a second or third or fourth or however many you have in the group that you also like them and they kind of uh, wow you with a picture or a video or there's a moment where you're really like, ooh, and it kind of makes you forget about your bias a little bit. That's your bias record. It completely wrecked your bias right then and there. Mm -hmm. There's also ults, which is basically ultimate bias, which means you will probably drop everybody else for that one person we both have one and we drop anybody and everybody for them yep also uh we are proudly multi-stands which means that we like a lot of groups and we keep up with a lot of groups the reason why we're bringing that up is that apparently not a lot of people on multi stands. Um, the people that we've talked to, they just kind of give us like a oh, really because like for them, it's a little bit hard to fathom mm-hmm. the amount of time and effort that it takes to follow more than one group and also money and mostly money and time. So, <laughs> yeah, I was really kind of taken aback by all the people that were looking at us weird when we talked about how we were going to multiple concerts and things like that because to me it just comes so natural I guess from our friendship and our obsessive tendencies but to everyone else that is more loyal props to you 
but yeah. you're missing out. <laughs> we are not those bitches. Not them. Not nope. us. <laughs> Never <laughs> us. At all. Since we're finally getting a chance to do some K-pop slash Korean culture 101, we also want to review some terms that you hear a lot when you watch like K-pop content. And just please keep in mind that we are not native Korean speakers, not native or not regular. Like we are really getting our feet just fairly wet into the Korean vocabulary. And I saw this TikTok the other day from this creator called Max Not Beer. I think he studied Korean in college and he's lived in Korea and he uh, worked at a children's daycare. So Mm -hmm. he speaks the language and a lot of people have asked him to correct their Korean. And he said, I'm a guest in this house. And you should follow Korean creators and native Korean speakers and ask them for feedback. So that's very that energy that we want to convey here. We are guests in this house. We're really appreciative of the Mm -hmm. Korean culture. And so we are sharing our experience with you. But please just forgive any mispronunciations. There will be a lot of them throughout this episode. Way too many. So uh, my first taste of some of these words were um, I started watching dramas before I got into K-pop and everything. And these are words that, you know, Koreans use in their day-to-day life. Um, So I would hear some of these words a lot. And so, you know, I started Googling and like trying to figure out what they meant and like the the significance of them because sometimes there's like the definition and then the appropriate time to use it depending on the situation so one of the first words <laughs> that I learned was young uh, which is basically from a younger guy to an older guy and it just means big brother but it's like a sign of respect when you're really close like a guy that just met a, an older guy wouldn't just call him young it would be somebody that they have a relationship with a close relationship with and it's just a way of i guess showing respect in a caring and loving manner i would say yeah yeah and it's also for in the case of k-pop groups or when there's a big group of friends i guess the oldest person in the group is also kind of known as the young so with that one, we'll jump to the other term, which I don't know how to pronounce very well. So please forgive me, Korea and everyone else. The younger people in general are called dongsings. I think it's how you pronounce it or something like that. And they're also less experienced typically and just lower on the food chain than you are. So the counterpart to young would be ani, and that would be from a younger woman to an older woman. And that just means older sister again you have to have some sort of close relationship to use these words it's just you're not just going to show up meet somebody and be like honey like no get to tsa <laughs> no honey <laughs> <laughs> no no but um yeah so that's like the counterpart yeah and i'll go into again for more of the k-pop but in general it can be used also at work the word sambe, it's someone who is a senior to you. So it's someone you look up to and that it could be a mentor or mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, you'll probably hear a lot of idols say the word sambe nim, which I'll explain the nim later, but it's a way to add extra respect to the word and just uh, make it more of a an endearing term. And then... Lastly, the one that you'll hear a lot is makne, 
and that just means the youngest member in the group there's no gender to it so it's used in boy and girl groups and yeah that's usually just the youngest member they can also use it to describe a group of younger people within a group but in general terms when idols introduce themselves on stages the maknae tends to say i'm the maknae of the group like that's his position so you'll hear that as for mostly just one person Mm -hmm. and then like earlier i mentioned sunbae when there's a sunbae referring to a younger person they call them a hubei or hubenim as i mentioned with the nim before so nim from my very limited understanding could be like a mr or mrs and it's added at the end of the term it's not just for sunbae or hubei it's added for boss it's added for servers for a lot of different industries they will get the term or the the word itself and add nim at the end and it just adds a layer of respect on top of an already respectful language. So now that we got some basic terminology out of the way, I think it's time to reveal everything about ourselves and start proudly screaming to the world our biases. I'll start. If you're watching our YouTube video version of our podcast, you'll see Laura and I are both wearing shirts uh, that say, hello, my name is, and mine says, hello, my name is Sugar because that is my alt ultimate of all time bias and Laura is wearing a shirt that says hello my name is Jin Mm -hmm. even though it kind of looks weird because Jin and his crooked fingers don't know how to write eyes appropriately but we'll forgive him excuse you that it's it's the perfect eye I don't know what you're talking about it sure sure so should go get your eyes checked or something yeah I will absolutely so sugar is the reason I exist. I he was born. He was he was born four years after me, but for some reason, I think that he gave birth to me or something. I don't know. <laughs> sugar is in BTS. He is a perfect specimen. I at first when I started watching BTS content, I did not care for Mr. Sugar. I was not about that life because he looked like he would rather be getting a prostate check than be at any of their engagements. He is very aloof and very not interested in the press junkets and the day-to-day stuff. So the video that made Kathy think this was the tiny desk concert. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first things she watched because I sent it to her because I thought it was really great. And that's one of the reasons why she thought Suga hated his life. I really thought he was being held against his will. I was convinced that he was just hating every second of his existence as an idol. And I, now that I've watched over, you know, all eight years worth of content that BTS has available, (laughs) uh, now I can tell a lot more about his personality. I, I do know that at the time he was going through really severe chronic pain because of his shoulder. So that was probably hindering his experiences as a whole. But just as a person, he's not extremely energetic to begin mm-hmm. with. And because they are in a very poppy era of their music, they're not, they were not doing a lot of rap heavy songs. So he was mm-hmm. not really singing a lot. So that's yeah. also contributed to uh, my image of him but it only took 10 days and one specific video that told me about his life and background for me to devote my life to him that was it was over for me Kathy sends me like as she's watching this video she's sending me message and she's like Laura this man has gone through so 
much. I he can't has. believe it. He's here. Wow. He has. There's this thing, like, I never considered myself someone to, like, be rooting for the underdog. Like, I did not know this about myself. But when someone has struggled, I just root for them so hard. hard. And Sugar struggled in every way, shape, or form. Like, he was run over while he was doing delivery services in Korea to be able to pay for his school while he was also training to be an idol. He had appendicitis like the year before that. Again, from the accident of when he, he got run over, his shoulder was crushed under the wheel of the car. And he worked for eight years with all this pain that he could barely even carry the mic on his hand because of the pain that he was going through. And isn't that just like dedication? And like, don't you just have so much respect for someone when you hear all that they've gone through? He struggled with anxiety, depression. And now he dedicates his existence to like reading about psychology to help all of us get our shit together. So what's not to love? I mean, I hadn't even thought about this until Kathy mentioned it, but the Dionysus choreography, the first version of it, the fact that he did it <laughs> with thank a you up shoulder thank you is a little crazy <laughs> like, i think about it on a daily basis actually because when it comes insane. up on tiktok i'm like i can't believe really he did that for so long with an injured shoulder also i didn't declare sugar as my bias because i was still very baby in my k-pop uh life laura took the liberty of telling me i'm gonna say sugar is your bias and she was right I have no complaints. Absolutely. I stand by what she said. So she said what she said. And I did what I did. And they say a lot in TikTok that your biases kind of represent a lot of qualities that either you're looking for in a partner or that you're looking to have yourself. And I think sugar encompasses everything that I want to be. And also that I that the person that I would like to be with is a, as a partner. So I see both things in him. He is the rapper of the group and I am a rapper specialist and connoisseur as you will get to know during this episode. He is among the shorter members of the group which is also a pattern that I like to follow. <laughs> <laughs> he's very sleepy which is me like anytime he's not working he's sleeping and I very much felt seen and I related he's also extremely introverted as am I he is a cat which I I've been called cat because my name is Kathy so there's always been like a feline thing there with me and you'll also see how this pattern comes back repeatedly throughout this episode and my records for BTS all of them all six of them are, are my records. Let's put that on record. They can they have all come from my throat or my thyroid at one point or another in the past year and change that I've been standing them. But mainly at the very beginning, my first record was V. And then I realized that it wasn't good for my mental health to stand him because he is so unpredictable and so hot and he knows his power and I cannot deal with that energy so I decided to take him off my record list and my official record is Cookie because Cookie was actually when I when Laura first started like bombarding me with their content I saw Cookie smiling and that was the end for me so Cookie is steadily my official BTS bias record so for me my bias in BTS is Jin but actually, the first one that I liked was RM because he's the leader and he has that like 
energy that he's just going to tell you what to do. And I hate authority, but apparently I don't. <laughs> Spoiler alert. This will also be a very consistent theme throughout this episode. Yeah. So uh, he's, he was the leader and he was always, you know, talking because he's a leader. And I just thought he was like really cool. And then I was scrolling through TikTok and I see this video of, well, this little clip of Jin in the soup in the first season. It's when he's sitting outside and he's eating a mango <laughs> and he's saying how beautiful it is because the, there's like a little bit of rainfall and it's early morning and he's being so classy eating his mango. And as he's saying this, he proceeds to choke <laughs> and he just pretends it didn't happen. It was iconic. I couldn't, I couldn't not love him from that moment on. Because Laura, Laura sent me a video and she goes, oh my God, this is so iconic. And it's just <laughs> like the six second clip of him choking on this mango. And I couldn't understand what Laura was so fixated <laughs> on. Now I get it. But I remember that moment too. And also Laura was reluctant to claim Jin as her bias for the longest time she was like Jin is not my bias he's just iconic and RM is my bias but then she also fell into her own trap yeah because RM's the leader and I like leaders so I was like no way he's my bias but he's my bias it's fine and then aside from you know the mango video he has a lot of other really really good qualities but one of the other things that I found super iconic was the fact that he introduces himself as worldwide handsome and like when he said that I was like of course Kathy did not agree but she's come to she's come around since then <laughs> I have been consistently wrong 99% of the time about all my first impressions in k-pop so I have walked back all of my statements <laughs> Kathy was mentioning that like what he like what sugar meant to her for me Jin is very much like me like if if you follow astrology He's a Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius. We're actually only two days apart. <laughs> we won't say who's older. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's sign, it's sign, it's sign. We're only two days apart and he's very much a Sagittarius and I'm very much a Sagittarius. And like, if you start reading about all of that stuff, which I hadn't until we started going into K-pop and Kathy's like, oh, this person's so this and this person's so that. And I'm like, maybe I should read into this. So I know what she's talking about. So I did. And we're very, very similar. We're serious, but also not very serious. We're very, um, I guess you could say spontaneous. We kind of just do what we want to do. And we don't really care about other people what other people think not other people we care about other people but not what other people think one of the reasons why or not one of but a couple of reasons why I love him is because he's very caring of his of his members he's the young of the group so he's the oldest one and he's always taking care of his members very much he is also super 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 dedicated to his job so he got recruited coming out of a bus because he's worldwide handsome and duh, like who wouldn't want to have him in a group because just his face sells. So he got recruited coming out of a bus. He was actually studying to be an actor. So he had never really thought about being a singer or like dancing or anything. So when he joined the group, he was at a little bit of a disadvantage because he. A lot of a disadvantage. A lot of a disadvantage. A because, lot. 
he didn't really sing and he I mean he had he had obviously as an actor you get voice training but it's very different than the voice training you get as a singer so he had to basically start from zero and it's been 11 years and he still struggles with dancing I uh, I love him but I do not watch any gin fan cams fan cams are basically focused on one member for the whole presentation and I don't watch them because he doesn't really enjoy dancing like he I should say he enjoys silly dancing and dancing from his soul which isn't very good which I can relate but he doesn't like choreography and you can kind of see that when he's dancing so his fan cams aren't something that I find very pleasing to watch because it's more like why are they making him dance like let him just be beautiful and sing because now he has a beautiful voice it is stable it is delicious and you should listen to moon may I approach the bench your honor yes I know I have no right to speak about Jen but I would just like (laughs) to bring my perspective to the mix I will say that at the very beginning because of everything that Laura is saying right now because of his lack of experience with dancing and singing you can tell that he's not necessarily having the best time on stage while he Mm -hmm. has to do really complicated choreography because it's not just any choreography. BTS is known to have some of the hardest choreography in the industry. So at first, just like I fall for the underdog, I really like when people enjoy what they do and when they're excited to do it. Mm -hmm. So when I would see Jin, I was just like, he, this is not what he was cut out to do. This he should Mm -hmm. not be here, but Time has proven me wrong, Mm -hmm. and I have watched enough footage to know that without Jin, there would be no BTS, and I would just like to go on record saying that. So I appreciate our worldwide handsome king. Mm -hmm. I always appreciate his efforts because he puts in more work than any of them do Mm -hmm. in order to be able to be at their level, which he Mm -hmm. is unequivocally, Mm -hmm. and I applaud Laura for having such great taste. That is all. Yeah. So, man, that was beautiful. Thank you. I felt it. And you know, and you know, it's true. That was beautiful. You know how honest we are with each other when we have these conversations. And I was not having it with Jen at first. It took a long time for me to come around on him, but I did. And I'm here. And, And right now, I think in the group, he is one of the members that has the most, one of the most stable voices. Um, he has really put in the time to, be able to sing the way he does it might not come off as effortless as some of the members like like jk like when he sings it just seems like you know he can do that coming like right after waking up just like it's not a big deal but his voice is beautiful and again please listen to moon on spotify so you know what i'm talking about and after listening to moon go listen to super tuna because that's just you have to iconic he's he's a jokester he comes with the dad jokes and I love that he doesn't really take things I mean he takes what he needs to take seriously and he's a very serious person but at the same time he knows that it's just it's fine so he's he's great and I love him I love him a lot and Ryan understands and he can pick him out which you know what I'm proud of because it took me a while to get him to Look around on him. Yeah, because yeah. he was looking at other members before, but I'm like, no, no. 
Ryan, aka Laura's husband, is aligned with me and my biases, is all I'm going to say. true. <laughs> this week, he sends me a video that, like, appeared on his Instagram, like, uh, Reels? Reels feed or whatever, and it was a video of sugar. <laughs> As it should be. It's true. And then, and then, the next video he sends me, it's also BTS, and what I would like to call his bias record, which... I want to say it's my current bias record, which is Jimin. Look, if you don't love Jimin, what are you even doing is what I'm saying. You know what? Jimin is perfect. If you don't love Jimin, I don't trust you. I have right. nothing. You, I don't want to talk to you. I have nothing to say to you. And that's not on that. <laughs> it's true. Like, there's a reason why people love him. So many people love him. And, like, I get it. it he's perfect. And... Ryan yeah. Agrees. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> so with our oats out of the way, we should look at our other biases. You will conclude at the end of our presentation that <laughs> we have great taste and we are very consistent. <laughs> I want to add for the people listening, if you watch us on YouTube, I will be adding pictures of all the members that we talk about throughout our conversation so if you don't have a lot of information on k-pop or if you want to see what we're talking about definitely head to our youtube channel which you will find through our link tree if you follow us at mia2k podcast on instagram yes we will also have a spotify playlist in case you want to listen and it'll include their solos if they have any (laughs) sure okay moving right on We're going to Stray Kids, which I would say is our second kind of group right now in terms of Mm -hmm. activities and and music and Mm -hmm. shows that we watch, content and stuff like that. So my bias in Stray Kids is Changbin. When I started seeing Stray Kids content from Laura, she was completely focused on sending me Hyunjin and Felix pictures because they look like ethereal fairies and otherworldly beings absolutely gorgeous humans so i really didn't have a chance to look at everyone at stray kids from an original perspective <laughs> starting with that sorry <laughs> so when i started uh watching their content more consistently and laura was like i'm here only talking about hyunjin and felix but bang chan is everything so bang chan is the leader and of course laura was talking about the leader non-stop because that's what she does and then so there's Bangchan and Changbin. And when you're getting used to talking about stray kids and seeing their content, those names might be a little bit confusing at first, especially mm-hmm. when they go by their nicknames, which are Bangchan is Chani and Changbin is Binny. So <laughs> it can be kind of like a lot. But anyway, so uh, Changbin wasn't really in my radar until he was because he is a rapper to no one's surprise. He is short to no <laughs> one's surprise. And he was the first one that pointed out to me a lifelong issue that I didn't know that I had outside of K-pop and just general. I have a thing for Leos. And this is what Laura was referring to earlier with my Zodiac craziness. If I'm attracted to someone to an extent that even I can't understand why I'm attracted to them, if I just look at this person and I can pick them out of a lineup, they're probably a Leo and it's a problem and I'm not proud of it. And I would like help, please, someone, anyone come help me. But anyway, Changbin, Leo and uh, whatever. That's besides the point. And also he's very thick and delicious. And I love him for that. 
he's the only one I think out of all my biases that doesn't have a cat or feline anything to him Mm, he's called Dweki in the team he's uh it's a pig bunny because he's on the chunky uh in quotes because Korean (laughs) chunky is ridiculous in like Korea if you're not a size small you're a freaking walrus and it's and it's insulting so he because he's a little on the thicker side which he's absolutely delicious his arms are everything and he's still a slim little thing and I don't know where the bunny side comes from I actually haven't really looked at this but they call him pig bunny and I think it's just to not insult him by calling him just a pig (laughs) that's my take and I'm insulted on his behalf yeah he's great I have watched a lot of content <laughs> because Kathy sends it to me and I have to agree he's great he's super talented super talented on the other hand <laughs> my bias is Hyunjin and I think he was one of the ones that I was like yeah he's my bias it wasn't like Jin where I was like no it's RM and then like eventually I was like no I have to be true to myself no I knew from the very beginning that I love Hyunjin and one of the things that is an over arching arc the fact that a lot of my biases are considered beautiful and a lot of people at the very beginning kind of throw away all of the other talent that they have and just focus on how beautiful they are and like it pisses me off it pisses them off so like Hyunjin is one of them he is beautiful you have to say because he is um he is a hundred percent made for the gays and the women hundred percent hundred percent and one of the like one of the reasons why I bias him is because I want to in a sense be him like especially when he's on stage his performances are so so amazing he is so confident when he's up on stage and like everything he does on stage in terms of dancing is beautiful like beautiful like He's one of the one of the one of my biases where I watch his fan cams without stopping. I he has this one fan cam where some members from different groups came together to do a cover of a song and they did Psycho by Red Velvet. And it's a girl group and it was done by the boys and with the way he did it, it was a beautiful mixture of like feminine and soft, but also strong and powerful, which a lot of idols don't have. They either go for really strong in their dancing or really, really feminine. They, a lot of them don't have that like great balance. And he is one of them. And I, I just want to be him. I have bought so many shoes because this man has worn them. My husband's like, stop and I'm like Ryan I can't look at him so I just want to be him and one of the things that happened to him last year at the very beginning was he was involved in a bullying scandal so I was kind of pretty sad for the very beginning of the year because he missed one of the bigger events that Stray Kids did which was Kingdom it was basically a competition between idol groups so because of the bullying scandal, um, he decided, or maybe JYP decided to- I think he was him, forced. Yeah, to take him out uh, for a couple months because the Korean uh, fan base and just the Korean society was um, not very forgiving. A lot of the 
claims have been proven wrong. But regardless, he apologized. This was something that happened a long time ago. And as a reformed bully myself, <laughs> I know that just because you were a terrible human when you're little doesn't mean that you're going to grow up to be a terrible human when you're an adult. And one last thing about him was, so uh, they did, they announced that he was doing, or coming back to the group. And we all kind of expected him to take the meek route, try to like blend in a little bit, try to just be very soft in his coming back to, you know, the idol community and worldwide or whatever. But you know what? He said, fuck you guys. I am here. And he released one of his better dance solo performance videos. He choreographed it all himself, and it is a work of art. Somebody did a super detailed analysis of it, and oh my God, it blew my mind. Ryan has had to watch it a lot of times too, and it's, it's great. His fan cams are the most watched in current K-pop idol them because they're just so mesmerizing and powerful mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so he's an incredible performer he really was born to do this and he was artist of the month last year in october for the studio tune compilation so definitely go watch that one too because it was breathtaking yes and he is not just a pretty face he's not he's definitely not mm -hmm. so the next group that we're covering we're so excited because we are fingers crossed no more fucking variants to get in the way. <laughs> We're going to see them next month in concert yes. when they come to Miami. What? Drum roll, Monster X. Editing Kathy and Laura here. Literally the next day after we recorded this episode, Monster X announced the postponement of their tour and they won't come until the summer. So super fucking sad face. Back to the podcast. I'll start for this one. So this is the one group where I have two biases and I cannot decide for the life of me. If you were holding me at gunpoint, I would die because I wouldn't <laughs> be able to pick one. They both have completely different personalities, completely different traits, completely different everything. And I bias them both equally. My first bias is Kihyun. He was a visual pick for me from day one. Laura again <laughs> trying to ruin me uh started showing me pictures of them and I was just trying to see who was who I was seeing very aggressive faces that I was not prepared to see at the time <laughs> and I was more used to you know BTS's ethereal angel cherub little faces so I was a little taken aback again I was wrong I love the aggressive faces now so from the very beginning Kihyun attracted me and also, I want to say one of the pictures that I really liked of him, he had his orange hair and oh that God. makes sense because that's just the color for him. So he looks incredible. He has a nickname for it when he has orange hair. He's called Kiranj and it's freaking perfect. So anyway, as I started looking into Monster X and the group and him more, I started realizing why I liked him and a note here. When you start getting into K-pop and you start seeing groups and there's like a member that calls to you and you don't know why, aside from the fact that they probably could be a Leo, which is not the case with <laughs> Kinyon, but you know, just me triggering myself over here. 
there's there doesn't have to be a reason for you to be attracted to them but once you start looking into them you're like oh this is why i like them so once i started looking into kihyun i was like oh he was born in 93 like sugar mm-hmm. he is actually friends with sugar he has really like a lot of big dick energy and he's mm-hmm. number one on the shorter side of the group again mm-hmm. and he's also not one of the most popular or biased members so I really appreciate that confidence in someone who's not super adored. Mm-hmm. But I will say that confidence in a big part probably comes from his singing. He is incredible. I think out of all of Gen 3, without a doubt, the top two best singers are Baekhyun from EXO and Kihyun. No discussion about it. If you have any other opinions, you're wrong. And <laughs> period, end of story. So he's a singer who can sing like that man has soul. And if you, you should just look up Kihyun belting and you will be impressed. So that's one of my biases on Monster X. The other one is I am, I am creeped in to my life. Cause I was very comfortable with Kihyun. I was fine. I did not need anyone else to come for me, but he did. And he's kind of a broody like rapper again, <laughs> to no one's surprise. Uh, by broody, I mean like Jon Snow vibes. That's very I am. Like if you think of Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, just kind of hating his <laughs> life and, you know, being like the bastard of the family and like not really belonging and loving his brothers and siblings and their siblings <laughs> loving him. But like he's not happy about anything. That's I am. It's very that energy. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. I think that's what I liked. I don't know why. But he looked equally uninterested to be there, just like with Sugar. So I guess I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I have to like you now. He is so hot, so hot, ridiculously, insanely hot. And he has the BDE of the century in that group, I think, because he spent so much time because of his dad's job. He spent about three or four years in the States, and then he also lives in Israel. So he's lived in other societies and he is less conservative and like the rest of the group has never really lived outside as he has. So he is less afraid to speak up and say things. So he has this incredible confidence about him. And I just love that. So again, he's a rapper. He's short. He definitely is identified with the cat population uh, and he's introverted. So I don't think there needs to be anything else said about that. So for me personally, um, I also didn't start loving <laughs> my bias in this group. I actually started first liking Juhani um, because I watched um, that show with Jackson. Oh yeah, Celebrity Brothers, where they just kind of like hang out or whatever. At that point, I knew Jackson more. So I watched that episode because of Jackson. So I started really liking him from then. And then you know, I'm scrolling through TikTok. TikTok finally understood that I'm into K-pop. And I started seeing a lot of videos of my bias. My bias is Shonu. I started seeing a lot of videos of him. And it was like, again, they were like, oh my God, he's so hot. And I'm like, ugh, gross. But then I was wrong. (laughs) He has other very redeeming qualities. He's also the leader (laughs) of the group. He's tall. So I also have a thing for tall men so I like leaders and tall men (laughs) so he's and bullies because I'm a reformed bully so you know kind of (laughs) goes he's part of the tall 
group within the group um he's a leader he is built right <laughs> he looks good um he is very caring also for his members he's very humble most leaders of groups will introduce themselves as i'm the leader name name of group but he never really introduces himself as a leader he's super humble and he's always very caring of his members and he's kind of dumb but not really <laughs> i would like to interject here because laura is too deep to be realistic and objective here shonu well, is one of the most adorably dumb people on the planet he's you know how people are like maybe you're not book smart but you're street smart he's neither but but he like he himself said he said i am a fool but i'm not a pushover so yes. there there's a lot to his personality where he is not a very eloquent speaker necessarily he's not someone who's going to have a lot of incredibly introspective thoughts mm -hmm. he's very face value mm -hmm. and that's okay and that's fine and i love that there's that representation too Yeah. And and I think that's why he's the leader for Monster Act. I think they have Minhyuk to be that vocal person, to be the one that speaks up in interviews and be that in extroverted, but they needed someone like Shonu in the back end and behind closed doors. Unfortunately, I'm currently a military lady because he is currently serving. If you have time in your hands you should watch the videos where they show the members sending him off it is the saddest but also the cutest things you will ever so watch sad. so so sad and this is one of the only groups where i like all of them i can't say that about every group no i love every single one of them i will be happy with a photo card of any of them so that's different of monster x and we love them i agree and i co-sign Mm -hmm. also they make bops so they do okay so uh we talked about bts we talked about stray kids monster x and now we are getting into another fourth gen group that we want to talk about that we really enjoy is 80s they're currently touring the u.s and they're so <laughs> so talented i'm so sad we're not there wow but it's okay no it's Because not I know, but it's fine. It's, no, it's, okay. it's not. But they're really talented and we have no choice but to love them. So uh, for me, my bias in 80s is Mingi. He is. So when I first started learning about 80s, uh, he actually wasn't active. Late 2020, he decided to step back. He needed to take care of himself. He was going through some rough times mentally with his mental health and he was smart enough and he cares about himself enough to say guys I need some time for myself and he did that so when we first got into 80s we got into 80s because of fireworks and he's he's not part of the video he was part of the recording but I got into Mingi because we started watching a lot of the content and he is Again, very good looking, very tall, and he's actually different from the other ones that I mentioned because he's a rapper. He's very involved in producing. He's, you know, writes his own raps, and also he's adorable. So 
he's super, super extroverted, but really, really awkward. And it is the most endearing thing to watch. So I love it. I concur. I love him too. I actually should be Mingy biased because of most of the personality traits that he exhibits. The height is not, you know, in my, in my wheelhouse. So I would have made an exception <laughs> for him. I, I very much get wrecked by Mingy on a daily basis. So it's fine. He doesn't have to be my bias. He, I feel like he is sometimes, but it's just one of those things where I'm going to respect my initial instincts because I know they're there mm-hmm. for a reason and I'm just going to stick to my guns until I'm proven wrong. And in this thus far, I have not been proven wrong about mine. My bias, again, from fireworks era, Let's talk about the fact that Sun and his abs were the ones that brought us into this mess in the first place. So I definitely had a heart attack looking at Sun going, it's okay. And like that little move that he did. So that's how 80s, we fall into that trap because when we saw that they were fourth gen, we were like, we're not sure about this age different situation. But then we saw them and we're like, okay, I guess we have to go down this rabbit hole too. The first person that sings in the fireworks song is... Songhua. And he starts by saying, I'm the one in my Joan. <laughs> because so the, pr- the pronunciation of the Z in Korean sounds like a J. They say words like amazing and the Joan and other words like that. And it makes my entire fucking life. So he, his hair, his styling was so incredible Ooh. for that era. I have absolutely zero notes for the styling Nunas because they did a great job. His hair was okay. like, it was like, imagine a widow's peak grown out, like a V bang, which no one could pull that off except Nobody. him because he is the visual member of that group. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Laura and I, I think the uh, switch roles for this group. I like the visual <laughs> singer and you like the awkward rapper that is not really like fitting in. So we're very consistent, but 80s kind of fucked it up for us. And it's fine. Yeah, yeah. My bias record, aside from Mingi, I would say is Hong Jung. I am obsessed with that man. And I had to work very hard for Laura to get into him. So because hard. I was like, Laura, he's a leader. He's a rapper. He's a Kim. Because Laura had yeah. complete ownership <laughs> of every Kim in the idol world. All the guys that she liked were all Kims. And I was like, he's a Kim. He's a leader. He's a very confident short king that looks like he was a bully at some point. You need to stand this man. <laughs> and it, I have to work very hard. I think we're getting her there. I think she's she's very big fan right now. The thing is, like in Monster X, I couldn't focus on the other members until Shonu went off to the military. <laughs> like, I couldn't focus on him because there's Young, there's San, and there's Mingi. And I'm sorry, but like my brain takes a little bit of time. But the now competition I'm there. is stiff. It's on the yeah. Table. But now I'm there, and I love him. He's great. <laughs> so with Songha, he is shy but extroverted at the same time. I think he's just in such a world of chaos because the Maknae line of '80s are such oh my God. insane little people like running around. It's like a kindergarten, honestly. So Sangwa doesn't have the time to like get a word in, but he is the young of the group. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of attractive facts to him. And mm-hmm. I think there's like an aura of mystery around him that he doesn't really let you see who he is or what he feels. And I'm just going to call it a day and say that that's probably why I'm into him. And he's just an incredible dancer. 
he looks incredible on stage as a performer he also sings really well so what's mm-hmm. not to like that's true it's true yeah so guys we were trying to control ourselves but clearly we can't so <laughs> this is we're gonna end this episode right here and we're gonna finish telling you about our biases next week because we don't want to have you here for three hours and we, and we try to cut it down we're i mean as you can tell we're really excited to share all of this and we hope that you guys get excited and we hope that you start googling everybody that we're talking about and even if you don't share our biases at least we want you to google the groups and get into them everybody that we've talked about their music is great they're very talented and if you want to be cool you gotta you gotta go and check them out what she said (laughs) thank you so much for listening to this episode of the mia2k podcast We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!